Hi, this is Joe Aridi, current treasurer of the Lake Forest Caucus, and this is the Lake Forest Podcast. Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, food, and politics. My name is Pete, and I'm joining the voice of the Lake Forest High School basketball, football, lacrosse, chess team. Skew, woo, woo, woo. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Make a memory of a lifetime with Shark Eye Outdoors out of Longboat Key, Florida. Experience their shark beach fishing, kayak tours, and fossil hunting. Go to SharkEyeOutdoors.com to schedule an outing now. Forest Bluff Real Estate Group serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parno. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters, Reverend Louis Back from the Church of the Holy Spirit, Matt A, Elizabeth C, Costa Lance Otto, RDM, John C, and then we have the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Rod Stop Kenosha, Captain Mike's Kenosha, Greentown Tavern, Waukegan, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. Walker, how you doing, Scoop? Good, Pete. How are you? Happy, happy Wednesday. Happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year coming Well, it's out. New Year's Eve that this show is coming out. And it looks like we made it through the fridge. Yeah, it's going to be 60 degrees. It's 60 degrees today of this podcast coming out. You know what that means? That means there should be a musical event in town. There we go. Let's do it. <laughs> So I just got a couple of show notes here I want to read off, and we got a special guest, uh, Joe O'Reida, or Joe Aridi. I love Joe. <laughs> Treasurer, Lake Forest Caucus uh, Committee, Executive Committee. He's going to come on, and we're going to have a little chat with him later, uh, talk about the uh, mayoral election, the school board election, and elections in general, and, of course, the caucus. We will not be pulling any punches with Mr. Joe. But uh, how about that cold and wind? The, the snow didn't come, but it was windy, dude. How about for you? Yeah, it was uh, quite windy. I mean, it was funny. I was walking the dog the other day, and uh, as you know, I live on Oakwood, and Westside. one street to the west is um, – I'm just blanking on the name of the street, Summit, which is across from the park. So I was walking the dog the other night, and notice, I'm like, God, where, you know, I'm walking down some going, where'd all the snow come from? The houses have like two feet of snow and all that stuff. And I'm walking through, but it was blowing from the west off the park. So all the snow was drifting and it was hitting the houses on some. And I'm like, one street over, I got nothing. <laughs> but, uh, it was yeah, crazy. It was I was just trying to push all the snow to my neighbor's side. So hopefully the uh, the wind would take it. We luckily didn't have a lot of snow to shovel because it all blew. Well, there'd be nothing in one spot and like seven inches in the next. <laughs> so, Scoo, I got a couple uh, listener notes here, and we'll we'll hurry up and get to the interview with Joe Aridi. Uh, longtime listener and viewer, Alice, uh, 
Tell Skew that there are aldermen who serve our town who don't have hidden agendas of wanting to be the next mayor. I know he continues to dispute that. Huh, I, that's great. Your your recent pos, podcast included information about the history of the Lantern and Beth Tiffany was interesting. I really I grew up in Lake Forest. I really went there, so enjoyed hearing about the Tiffany family. She took, I guess, ballet classes on the studio on Oakwood Avenue, and their teacher... Berka Nitschke loved the Lantern Burgers. So sometimes after ballet, they would all troop over there, and that's how they got their introduction. You would have you would have loved the original Lantern Burgers. Yeah, I mean they're tiny. I think we talked about this before. Tiny yeah. now compared to those babies are big and juicy, and <laughs> you could have popped two of big Lantern Burgers yeah. in like they were White Castle, but it. If you got to make the burger bigger, charge more. People will pay it. it right? I mean, a, a burger, a good burger around town, 16 bucks. Unless you go to Deer Path. You know, really? Oh, you know, yeah. Deer Path is, is it's the, the price is lower for a burger and apps than, than the regular restaurant. They have fantastic food. Uh, I I was there. It was it was good. Uh, again, crowd, I've, I've made fun of them, but I, I take it back. It's it's Love genuine. They uh, they took away the uh, they called it the big ass steak sandwich. Oh, did you ever have that when you were here? It's right here. Oh. It was too medium. It it was but, yeah, and you could get half. Half was like having, yeah. but. Um, and they stopped doing it because, the back. yeah, that was so good. And they cut that out because of COVID, well, not COVID, but just the price of everything. But it's kind of funny. It's like, we love Deer Path. And it's like, I just think how ironic, you know, I always thought it was a little overpriced, but good reason for overpriced. Now it's like normal price. Or below. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> so... Uh, so we had Alice continue listening. We, we we love you. We love you. Keep keep listening. And watching. And, and Alice, thanks. And you know, but I I think every alderman at some point has mentioned in their sleep or whatever they want to be mayor. <laughs> I'll continue saying it. Maybe not publicly they said it, but and then. Somebody anonymous put a post that said uh, I should have been rougher on Prue in uh, what happened in Gerhardt's. And I basically said wow. what I saw and heard, you know. Yeah, how much rougher, you know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, think, I think we called up, BS guess, but... on it and all that, didn't we? But uh... Yeah. And then we have the first uh, mayoral election poll that we did on the email we sent out last week. We'll do another one in a month. And uh, I don't want to jinx Dr. Tech, but uh, he got 92%, percent, 92% of the, the vote so far. Now, is that people passionate because we're proponents of the caucus now? We're, are we for or against the caucus, Scoo? We've always been for it. Just against some of the shit stuff, <laughs> stuff that's pulled. Stuff that's pulled. Yeah. yeah. So okay, that's the first one. We'll see uh, what happens. So that was kind of surprising, or maybe not surprising. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think the um, this mail-in ballot stuff is going to take 
precedent in this unique I election. Think, uh, for the Florida people, there's a lot of Florida people. Uh, what about just people here? Well, I think they're here and in Florida or whatever the hell you call that. I don't know. Well, no, I'm saying is, I mean, people don't come out to vote in our city elections as much as probably they should. But is this going to Oh, yeah. Because uh, they can now sit at home and not have to go down to Gorton or wherever. We should do something goes, be... like maybe at Duffers or at Chiefs or Lantern or whatever and have like a, a, a ballot party or something. Is that possible to do? I don't know what that is. What, bring in your ballot? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, bring it in, fill it out, turn it in. Have We'll have an official election box there, a judge there to, to take them all in. Yeah, I, I just, I, I think it's going to be, you know, the, I, and this is not negative on the community, but there is apathy when it comes to local elections. Yeah. Um, maybe that's going to be, higher this year because of the ability to just mail it in so to well speak. here let's look at uh hold on school let's look at the last just thought your thoughts on that my thoughts are i just went back and looked at uh in the year 2017 there was a mayor lansing i don't know who that was mm -hmm. yep 3100 votes 2019 1600 votes for mayor who was that 2019 was that george yeah yeah and then uh 2700 votes was in the last election i think it's i think it's a testament to and that's out of sixteen thousand, right yeah i think i think it's a testament positive and negative to the caucus process just because i think um more people whether they understand the process or not, what they do kind of understand is that we do have a process yeah. that necessarily I don't have to participate in by voting because if the caucus is putting these people forward, they've done their work and this is a good person. But um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Well, I think it's a good start that Joe Reedy, the treasurer for the uh, executive committee of the Lake Forest Caucus Committee, will come on and shed some light. That's great. He's the first person that, that'll be coming on the show for like two years from the executive committee. Two years. Who was the last person? Mike Adams was on the very well, first I, show. I, I wasn't... Uh, January 1, 2021. I wasn't uh, brought on. That was must have <laughs> been you and... Uh, who, who was your yeah, co The show was then? so bad back then. I have this weird background that's going in and out and... I think Yo, just, yeah, that was good because you had God, you had everyone out there. You had all the school board people. You had to, it was a political oh well that's why the, cavalcade of people. That's why the podcast was put together to help out the school board people. Right. And then uh wasn't it supposed to be like helping the caucus too? But and then, helping the caucus. That was the very first one was the president coming on saying what the caucus is all about. Scoo, this is a very, very special podcast. We have Joe O'Reedy, or as I like to call him, Joe O'Reilly. <laughs> Joe, welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, the treasurer of the executive committee of the Lake Forest Caucus. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank Good you, morning, Pete. Joe. How you doing, Scoo? Thank you, Pete. Good. Happy to be here. You know, it was about two years ago this podcast started. It was about January of 2021. 
we kicked it off with Mike Adams, the president of the caucus back then, and we we got this podcast together to clue the people in a lake force what the caucus is all about. And since then, we have not had anybody on. <laughs> so we thank you for coming on, Joe. You're <laughs> welcome. Yeah, it's time. It's time yeah. to, to, to come on and talk a little bit, bit about it and uh, lots of things going on. What have we gotten wrong, Joe, that we need to get out, get right, right off the bat? Where, where do school and I have it wrong or are we close or close enough on our, our dealings? To the public, speaking of the caucus, I, you know, I think you're halfway there. Um, I'll take you. Know, yeah, we, we're you know a bunch of volunteers, community members, voters, neighbors, um, trying to do what's in the best interest of the city going forward, and that is to recruit and vet and um, and have other community members come forward to serve on all the boards and commissions in the city, as well as the elected positions of mayor, alderman, and school board. So the, for the people that don't know, Lake Forest has a city manager and a mayor. Can you kind of clue the new, a lot of new people are moving in and they're like, what is this? What What's the deal? Can, what is a city manager led city versus a mayor led city? Sure. It's uh it's, a unique system. Um, very few communities in Illinois or the country, for that matter, have this type of municipal government. The city manager basically handles the day-to-day dealings and affairs of the city and has everyone in different departments report up to him. Whereas the mayor is an elected position, it's a volunteer position. You know, a few responsibilities. One is managing two two employees: the, the city manager and the city attorney. It runs the city council me- meetings, which is typically every other week, um, presides over those meetings, keep, sets the agenda in conjunction with the city manager, um, and only votes in, in, in a tie. The mayor also appoints all the volunteers for all of the boards and commissions in the city. The caucus exists to be sort of a HR arm by recruiting and vetting and interviewing to recommend the best candidate for the the position that is uh, that is vacant. And so in June of every year, all of the year's appointments are sent, you know, are voted on by city council um, at the recommend, you know, by the support of the mayor. And the mayor does have the the ability to either take the caucus recommendations or not and appoint their own, but has to, you know, work that with city council. And by and large, virtually all appointments are secured by whatever the, the, the caucus brought forward. You guys do a lot of interviewing. Lots. It's a lot of interviewing. And this year has been expensive. Especially, there's been a lot of interviews. We started back in June. So the caucus season runs from September to the end of April. Um, and then there's a, a new and old meeting where the current, you know, there's turnover of the caucus. Roughly every year, three new caucus members join each of the wards. And so they're sworn in, if you will. And then, and then there's a little bit of law, lull. There's not you know, most of the work is done within that April to September to April timeframe. Um, but this year we've had we have a mayoral race as well as three school board members on District 115 and three school board members on District 67. 
So we had started that work back in June and broke out into subcommittees over the summer and, and met, you know, countless hours, try to find the best candidates for the positions. Hey, Joe, take, take us through or the listeners through how the caucus is structured. A lot of people don't know, and I think it's good to refresh that sure. process. So there's four wards in the city. Um, the caucus includes 43 members. You have nine members in each of the wards, so that's 36. And then there's seven members on the executive committee. So you have the president, the vice president, the treasurer, the secretary, internal communications, external communications, and then fundraising. So those are the seven positions. Currently, we have actually 42 members of the caucus. The external um, communications uh, person resigned in the summer uh, for personal reasons, and uh, we we haven't filled that as of as of today. Every year, so the caucus and the the members on each ward serve three year terms, and every year there's three new members. So you're cycling cycling everyone, and those are kind of vetted again they're interviewed recruited vetted um by each individual ward to bring forward and they select three and then that those three are put on um a ballot that's mailed to all registered voters in lake forest it's called the caucus connection comes uh comes out around march um and then the community votes on those members and those members are served for for three years so of, of the 36, each year there's, of the 36, seven are appointed to the executive committee. Um, and that's voted on by, by the constituents of the, uh, of the Lake Forest Caucus Committee, the 36. Um, and so that, that is structured. And as you know, um, the vice president usually uh, assumes the president role the following year and then he elects his cabinet or the other six positions. And then there's a vote. And that's that's usually uh, that's how it works. Explain to again, keep going on this. This thread is how, you know, people in the community say, well, I'm not on the caucus. You know, other people are clarify that for everyone, how the caucus system works within the city and the registered voters. Yeah. So there's roughly sixteen thousand seven hundred seventy seven registered voters currently. All of them are members of the Lake Forest Caucus. So of the, of that of that base, forty three are elected to serve on the committee and represent their best interests. All caucus members, the sixteen thousand or so, have the ability to to reach out to their individual ward chairs or members, their neighbors, um, and you know get information and be apprised to what's going on in the city and voice their their concerns, their comments, their support. And that's generally how, how it works. So the city, going back to the city manager, um, it's a volunteer network that is essentially running um, or supporting the municipal government. And how that's different than our neighbors is that their, their elected positions are, are paid and they aren't volunteers. They have support. They run their own process. Um, and so the caucus is a way to keep, to get everybody involved in the community, right? Anyone can come up and serve on these boards and commissions versus in other municipalities, you would have to, to run your own campaign, uh, do your own networking, find your own way in, if you will. 
here we have this kind of beautiful network and, and structure of where people could come up, learn about the, the process, learn about the boards, the commission, partake in that process, and then ultimately serve. So in this process, there's no political parties. Right. It's so everyone in the community. That's the beauty of it, where we focus ourselves on nonpartisanship. There's at the municipal level, there's really no no room for state, regional, national politicking. It's really about being stewards, fiscally responsible stewards of the critical assets of our community, driving those those forward and making sure that that they're there for generations to come. In the, inter in the interviews, is that what you're trying to sniff out? Agenda? Yeah, it's certainly something that we look for and the ideal candidate doesn't have an agenda. The ideal candidate is someone that wants to do what's in the best interest of the community and represents the community at large and not have specific agendas or, you know, want to drive certain policies or, you know, certain matters um, respective to whatever board they're interviewing. You're looking for somebody that wants to help, <laughs> right? You want them That's to help. Right. That's right. It's uh, it's you know, we believe in term limits, right? So there's there's term limits in, in all of the positions. And so you get kind of new blood in um, and cycle through all these volunteers, get different different cross sections of the community, um, people that have been here a long time, people that are just new to the city, um, you know, men, women, young and old. Right. Uh, different different backgrounds, different professional backgrounds, different. So some of the back uh, backwash that, that has been going on forever for the people who want to make it an issue. Why don't I have a choice for the election? <laughs> There's only one choice for aldermen. Can you just explain that one more time? Why, yeah. why there's only one there? Based on the volunteerism of the city. Right. You you entrust the process to a select cross-section of the community, the 43 members, it allows anybody to partake in the process. If you had, if you had a different, you know, if you had partisan uh, candidates and you had a selection of, you know, two or three, each individual would have to be responsible for their own campaign, their own networks, their own uh, volunteers and support to get themselves elected or, or, or vie for the, the positions. And that that eliminates most of the community. No one has the time or the resources uh, to do that. And so we we are, we're, we're just, we're just, we're volunteers, we're not professionals, right? And so we use our personal and professional backgrounds to make informed decisions and um, conduct the city's business. Basically, your four the four wards, the ward chairs, are work as, and the members of each ward work as that um, ward candidacy, where people living in their ward can go to that contingency of nine people and say, ask questions, bring people forward for other boards and commissions. But that's outside the partisanship there's you know no like i said no political parties it's your specific ward is your so to speak political party if you have questions and all that correct ideally that that's you know it's called a grassroots right your neighbors come come forward to the nine in your specific ward and say hey i think i think he or she would be great for right. 
you know, the Zoning Board of Appeals Commission. Um, they have this experience or they're interested. I talk to them and then they have a conversation with one of the nine, um, ideally the ward chair, um, but can reach out to anyone on that on that ward. And then they, you know, they they source it out. So from an agenda, from a from a caucus committee yearly agenda, we we know going into the September season that there are openings for specific boards and commissions. And then we we divvy that up by ward. So let's say, let's say ward four, I'm from ward four, so I'll pick on ward four. And let's say they're tasked with finding a member in the zoning boards of appeals. Well, they're not just limited to finding somebody within ward four, they're doing the work for the entire city, but as a way of kind of dispersing the workload um, we organize, you know, certain positions in certain wards, and so each of the ward chairs and all the wards can can have people come through for for any of the boards, commissions, committees in the city, and then they they talk the wards talk to each other. So the executive committee is also comprised. There's the so we have you know we'll have an executive committee meeting once a month, and it includes the seven plus the ward chairs, and we go through the agenda, the timeline, and uh, work plan of the year and and we talk about who's who's interested and who's not and remember this is all volunteers so it's only as good as those willing to serve and bring themselves forward and so we're yes we have 16,000 or so to pick from but you know we we have to have it in a gra grassroots style and they have to be willing to serve and should be involved and and so this is what I hope the caucus you know kind of becomes and this is why I said you have it half right because I think I think we really need to get more people active in the process and willing to serve the more we have to choose from the better we'll have for the candidates and and have everyone kind of included and supporting the process because really this is this is a great system it's been around for 88 years and we want to see it you know around for another 88 years and and Joe, the the other thing with you mentioned about the ward positions example, fourth wards looking for someone on the planning commission. Um, you guys are interviewing for everyone, but ideally, if unless this has changed, you're looking to fill uh, a ward four position with ward four people, correct? First, before you, isn't that the whole balance of the boards and commissions is to have? Uh, equal representation from the wards. Now, I know you guys go off that once in a while because it's hard to find people, but ideally that's still prominent, correct? Um, it's halfway correct. So the, the the reason the plan commission was at Ward 4 was just kind of a segregation of duties type thing. So it may just fall. So we look at the current makeup, the the positions that are rolling off. And yes, we try to have an ideally in every board a cross section of the community. So we want all the, you know, the wars rep. You wouldn't want a plan commission that's all in ward one, right? You'd want some represent representation of all the wars. But as you pointed out, that may not always be available, right? There, there may not be anyone in ward four that that is interested, or I wouldn't say qualified, but you know, maybe there is a better candidate. And there's also, you know, on the guidance of the current board member. We also consult with current board members and say, okay, this person's rolling off. What was their role? What are you looking for to replace them? And we take that into consideration. So we try to find someone with experience or a background that may, you know, if it's a finance person, let's that's rolling off, let's, you know, we really need a finance person or we need somebody 
uh, you know, that a facility person it kind of depends on, 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 on the specific board or commission. So Joe, if somebody goes through the process and doesn't get the gig that they want. What is the alternative for that person that doesn't get picked by you? So we're talking about elected positions. There's kind of limited stuff that they can do on the board commissions and committees. Um, but in elected positions, they mayor, have, alderman, and school board. School board. Yeah, they have every right under the democratic process to enter the race themselves. Um, and, you know, work with the Lake County Board, um, the Lake County Clerk and the Illinois State Board of Elections to file the necessary paperwork and um, enter the race, be put on the ballot, um, and they can choose their um, their party. So our candidates are in the Lake Forest Caucus party and show up on the ballot as such. And then um, other candidates can can choose to be independent or otherwise. So that's a contested election, right? That is a contested election. Okay. So in our caucus system, you know, and again, clarifying for people that, you know, you guys are the ones, the caucus committee is the one that does, takes all the qualified, willing candidates, vets them. And that one person that's brought forward, it's because the process behind the scenes was working and you guys have decided for putting this one person forward as opposed to someone wants to run, they got to do all this other, like you said, digging and going to the county and all this other stuff. That's the beauty of our process is going through the caucus process. That's right. Uh, we help with that. And, you know, we ideally chose the best, the qual the most qualified or best candidate at that particular time. Right. And it's not to say that the runner up isn't, um, isn't a bad candidate by any means it, right. it just might, might be that they you know the other one edged out a little higher and oftentimes you could slice and dice all these boards and commissions and elected positions and you talk to some of them that are currently serving they may have not been picked in the in the past and they're still part of the process because they kind of respect the process and they respect the system um, and it's by and large has worked great for the community for for so long. So if somebody contests, getting back to you, Joe, and the executive committee and the caucus committee, that means it's lawn sign time. That means like everybody hunkering down for the next four months and everybody's going to be pointing fingers because, look, political advertising, uh, there isn't a lot of positivity in political advertising. OK, the other guy sucks no matter what you say. So you it. You're going to be, there's going to be a wedge in the community. You don't think so, Scoo? Um, yeah, I, I, I would say, you know, in the true vein of the process, the only finger pointing comes on the contested person. I mean, the caucus isn't pointing fingers. No one's pointing fingers at the person running against the caucus because, I mean, I guess that's my thing in the perfect world is why would the caucus people be pointing negatively at an opposing run because they've gone through the process they should be advertising and supporting here's the process here's what we did here's how it works we don't need to do that negative campaigning it's the other party that's running but i'm just saying that's the perfect world of it i i beg to yeah i mean I, I think you know the we're we're, we're volunteers we're not professional politicians right. we don't yeah. have we don't have campaign skills we don't you know, we don't do that. We 
we vet the best position of job and we go with it. I mean, that, that, that's our decision. Sometimes, most of the time we get it right. And maybe, you know, sometimes we don't, um, you know, but, but I think that, yeah, we're not, we're not interested in, in really kind of that whole kind of campaign politicking that happens right. at different levels. I mean, it's really about, this is the caucus system. This is the process. This is right. the candidate we chose. And this is, you know, you should, you should back, you should, you're backing all of those things, right? You're a voter in the community. And by that, you are a part of the system. And that's what, Pete, I know you disagree, but it's <laughs> that, that's the process. I mean, I'm talking about the caucus people when they, the committee, caucus committee, when they are in front of a contested election, there is no need to go after negatively that person running. That just like Joe said, here's the process. Here's how it worked. Here's the people that we interviewed. Here's what the 43 people said in these interviews. And we decided, and we decided because you elected us to make those decisions. That's what, that's it. Now the negativity comes from the other side. You know, I was screwed. I was this, I was that, but the caucus just has to stand firm on the process and how, what they, how they came to that. I don't know. Look, there's 16,000 votes out there, and the the mayoral election is somewhere between 3,000 and 2,000 votes that are coming in. The pie is like this, less than 20%. Not this time. What'd you say? (laughs) Not this time. (laughs) Oh, what's more than 3,000? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like you need a do we need a 25% turnout, a 30% turnout? Because we got four months, and and uh. Joe, I'm not speaking for you. I'm just guessing. You could tell me I'm wrong, but there is going to be a division. People are going to be whatever. Sure. Okay, we're on a podcast. Oh, so it's not going to happen. Well, let's see what happens when it gets a month out to the, to to the uh, election. We're going to be asking for donations. The caucus is probably going to have to pony up some money, right? So you got all that money. You don't think so? No, I disagree. You know, but I was there. Right. That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. And so was I. Okay, and here's my why I say that the caucus shouldn't have to. It, it's it's not a um, battle of dollars. You know the the person that's running against the caucus, how much money that person has versus how much the caucus has, and here's why the caucus. Yeah, no one likes a contested election, but the caucus has 43 members. That is the marketing arm for a contested election. You got money in to go buy the stupid yard signs. That doesn't win an election. It's the ground grassroots of 43 people um, going out to their neighbors. There's there's people on the caucus committee that have a world of knowledge of social media, of marketing and all that. That's where it comes up to start using that and going after. It's not, you know, oh, now we got to raise $50,000. What are you going to put the 50000 for? Joe, I, I agree. I mean, I think there there is a component. I mean, there, there's need there some funds do need uh, to be raised to to do you know kind of mailings and signs and and whatnot. But really, I mean, and we don't have four months. We don't have four months at all. The time is now. Election season has already started. The caucus committee uh, should be out we're... knocking on doors right now, and all their all four wards, right? Saying, and, hey, and sending out email to their their base of. Uh, their email base that well, they hold have on. And, and calling people. Joe, okay. let me ask a tough question, okay? And this isn't towards you. It's whoever's running the caucus. If your external <laughs> communications person left a while ago and you got a contested election, why isn't there another external communications? Isn't that like the most important thing that could be happening right now? 
It's a good question. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but but Pete, here, here's so, the thing. No. You're you're talking so the executive about executive committee has to come from current caucus members, so we can't search outside, right? And so all the wards are full, yeah. and so um, it's limited to experience and who who wants to step forward and do it. And yeah. um, you know, we've we've had so much to do over the last three months. In terms of getting well, all of these folks to commu communications, guys. So I'm just. But here, I know, but here, here's my thing, Pete. And yeah. you're, you're making it cut and dry, like, oh, you know, we oh, don't sorry. have a communications. Well, no, I'm just saying. You're, you keep saying, you know, we don't have a communications director. So you know what? There's 43 people on that caucus committee. You're telling me there's no one that specializes in marketing or social media. That you know what? This is where the president of the caucus has to stand up and say, hey, guys. It's not about money. Is anyone can help us, you know, with their expertise, and you don't need a, a communications director to get this thing going. It, it's the people within the caucus to shake the bushes like they're supposed to do. And if there's, you know, your neighbor is a social media or marketing expert, to knock on the door and say, "Hey, can you help out?" It's not cutting a check. It's like, you know, help out here. That's what it's all about. But nobody's responsible. Yeah, because I was going to say that that has been done, right? And so yeah. somebody hasn't doesn't have the time or the willingness to do it right yeah. now, and so that's why it's not filled. But yeah. I do want to I want to do come back on on that election uh, season and really the forty three, as you mentioned, it it for this if this is gonna if this is gonna work in the future, it's not just about the forty three. It's about all of the neighbors and the community outreach. This is all going to be grassroots style. So money is great, but this is the whole pro. This is the whole reason our our caucus system exists because we don't want money to buy elections. We do, if we do that, then it's 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 littered with agenda-driven folks, right? And people only the people that have the resources to do it. So it's more about getting out to your neighbors, getting on your streets, getting to your country clubs, getting to the schools, getting to the nonprofit organizations, getting the word out, right? Small businesses, everybody that's in that's a registered voter in lake forest to to support the system right if if you want this going forward so and and this election season it's very very short it's already begun and if we're waiting till april 4th on election day to to cast all those votes uh it's not good right i mean I think, so right we, I, on on january 4th a week from today the lake county clerk releases the vote by mail application and starting 40 days from the election, those mail-in ballots will be mailed to everyone. So everyone right, that and, goes and, to and, Naples, everyone that goes to Arizona, they need to, they need to, if they want to preserve this system, they have to get these uh ballots mailed to them. And they can be they could be mailed to temporary right. addresses. There's a and, whole and, and I guess, Joe, all the, the point I'm trying to make, and I know Pete, you disagree with it, but the point I'm trying to make is. Our caucus system is based on four defined wards in Lake Forest that the six, 16,000 people elect the nine people, well, not the 16,000, but the people in the third, second, first, fourth ward are elected to serve on the caucus committee by the constituents in those wards. And all I'm saying in a contested election is those ward people are the people, you know, that have to get out and start shaking the bushes. You know, to be honest with you, I'm in the third ward, and I know the election cycle is tiny. I have not had one person of the nine knock on my door 
send me anything about voting for mayor, school board, or alderman. And I think that's where um, you've got to shake the bushes that way. It's not sending out a, a big email saying vote for the mayor and this. It's knocking on the doors because once those ballots come out to, you know, mail in, that's where it's going to come down there. And if no one's knocking on doors, I, you know, the system's not going to fail. Let's be honest. It's, you know, they've had contested elections throughout the years, but it's a matter of the caucus committee and the people in the ward shaking the bushes. And it's not yard signs. You know, unfortunately, we've had contested elections in the past where, you know, let's be honest, they're not really contested. There's disgruntled people running against caucus elections. This time, you got a little bit of both disgruntled, but also pretty qualified, right? So it, it puts a little more onus on the caucus committee to not um, sit back and expect, you know, oh, we're just going to send out mailers or we'll just, you know, get some more money for yard signs. That's not, it's, it's knocking on doors, your neighbor's door, because people don't really care. To be honest with you, people come in, they go, we got a great system. This is the beauty of the caucus. I don't have to really get involved. I just moved look, here. I don't know what and, the system is. But but that's my point. And it's well, like, you know, so, but someone I, says, hey, this is how it's set up. And you're like, oh, cool. <laughs> that's, you know, so. Okay, we, we got Dr. Tech. All right, let's, talk, let's get to the positive. Yeah. Good dude. Went through the system. Alderman recognized uh, by the city council. Did a great job. What did you guys... I don't know if you want to talk out of school, Joe, but let's let some of the viewers and listeners hear some of the positives, what you guys saw with uh, Dr. Tech as your nomination. Yeah, so I, I wanted to talk a little bit, to set that up, I want to talk a little bit okay. about the process, right? And so right. we, uh, back in June, we reached out to two dozen folks, engaged interest, and ultimately had approximately a seven come forward and partake in the process. And so we had two rounds of interviews um, with candidates and kind of whittled that down. Uh, so we, you know, those interviews happened in July and August. There was reference checks. There was, um, you know, the candidates filled out uh, certain answers or certain forms mm -hmm. to questions. And um, we evaluated all of that and uh, made the best decision. And that that was, that is Dr. Tack, right? And so that was the process and it was in, and we didn't, so that was from June to October. In October, we brought two candidates forth to the full caucus committee, the 43, and the 43 elected uh, Dr. Tack to, to, to go to the annual meeting and ultimately the ballot. And the person that's contesting, Peru, she didn't make it. And it was the third time that she was she tried to go in front of the caucus committee and didn't make it. Is that right, Scoo? That's my understanding, yeah. Okay. It's definitely two. Um, I'm not sure if it's three, but it could be. Okay. And that's different. But by the way, Dr. Tack was was last time as well. Right? Dr. Tack, what this oh, is. Oh, George got Tack. it over uh, Tack and Prue. Ah, okay, all right. That's my understanding. It wasn't on the caucus at the time, but that's that's yeah, how the yeah, yeah. okay. That's how it went. All right. So we have somebody from you know outside the system who's 
All I know is what I can talk about what I've seen with my own eyes. I met Dr. Tack in person. Okay. Spent an hour and a half with the guy. So I'm going to talk about him. I got an idea about him. I've tried to talk to Peru and, uh, I tripped over in Gerhardt's having an interesting discussion, and I've been ragged on that uh, I should be more transparent what the discussion was. I did say there was yelling, and I did say it was about, I think it was about a political sign in the window. <laughs> it was about a political sign, and I don't know why people you know, are ragging on you for it. It was because uh, the owner had a mayoral sign through the caucus in her window. Period. Maybe one of the other parties can come on and, you know, I, all I know is I hear yelling and seeing, and I don't, the only person I know in the room is Mary. So we'll, at Gerhardt, so we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. And I think, you know, you're going to have Dr. Tack on and I'm excited for it because you're going to see why he was, he was chosen, but you know, he, Dr. Tack is someone who's articulate. Um, he's definitely nonpartisan. He's done some great things for the city. Um, as uh, as alderman and most recently as the chair of the central business district um committee um and and so you know he's going to be efficient at meetings um he's going to do whatever it, what's in the best interest of the city as a whole i mean that that's exactly who we want right so and and he went through the process successfully there's a lot of people that don't go through successfully and don't feel like they've been slighted but dr tack went through the process just as Prue did, but unfortunately, there was some stuff in the interviews probably that they, you guys felt he's the better choice. And um, you know, I look at stuff also as you know, and I'm sure you guys did in your vetting process is look at their track records because both of them served together on the council. And my personal opinion, because I view these and watch these, and and he was a superior alderman. To prove, period, by getting assigned different committees and all that, he was a better alderman. Not saying she was bad, but he was a better alderman, which falls more in line to doing the next spot. So, it's it's um, the process worked. So, and that's what's got to be focused on. So, Doctor Tack got chosen. Prue's going to whip up her machine and go out there. What is up with the city council, the two aldermen, Luby and Novit, saying, oh, I'm going to sit this one out? <laughs> let, let me ask you this before, Joe, you respond. I, I'd like to hear in your response, you know, your opinion on the fact is my opinion is these two people who first off, Novit, who there's even I have questions from what I've seen and heard of how she was even put on the council by the caucus as well as Eileen Luby, who really needs to have take another look at, you know, her too, is, you know, she was a past caucus president and she's sitting out the process because she doesn't support the caucus because basically you don't sit out. Sorry, aldermen. Sorry, people, when you're on boards and commissions, you don't sit out and say you're sitting out these processes. You support the process that got you there. If you want to vote differently, God bless you, because everyone can vote. But Eileen Luby was president of the caucus that, you know, she wasn't even on any boards or commission. She was president of the caucus and then jumped to alderman. So, and then Novit, who, you know, <laughs> you can attest to that whole process. How'd you prepare for this meeting? Nothing. I did nothing. Get, You're the on, get slide or 
you know, designated to be aldermen. And now they're in a most critical thing. They won't even support the caucus. Yeah. That, to, in my opinion, and Joe, you can say whatever you want, and hopefully you guys are going to look at this. After this is done, those two should be re-interviewed by the caucus, decide, you know, is this really the right thing to do? Because obviously they're not supporting the process that got them there. And oh, ironically, that's the same reason that the candidate is running against the caucus. Yeah, what, what can I say? I mean, it's disappointing that they didn't back the caucus after the caucus backed them. And, and you know, <laughs> as an elected official, you do have to come on stand, right, wrong or indifferent. You, you can't you can't sit this one out. Right. You no. have you have to answer to your constituents um, and not just the caucus committee, but 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 all the voters. Right. And so why is it that you're not And that letter was important? It was it was lengthy, we admit, but we had to we felt it was important to kind of tell the story of what really went down. And it's not about someone contesting our candidates. I think that's, that's fine. That's healthy. That's allowed. Right. It's, it's in the manner that, that it was done. And then um, I think was disingenuous and uh, disappointing, but I think, I think uh, Alderman, you know, Weber and Novit, I think uh, there's still time, but uh, I think you're going to have to, you know, why did, why, why are you sitting in that? Yeah, right? And to be honest, they're, they're going to have to answer that. They're going to have to answer that to someone, right? I'm right. sure they got call. They got calls and be like, why aren't you on this letter? And, you know, so. And, and here's, here's my thing. I'm calling them out right now. And I want to know as a voting person in this community, why my aldermen, now they're not mine. I live in the third ward. But uh, they're, they're still my aldermen representing the city and all that. Why are you backing out of it? And Eileen, more importantly, you were the president of the caucus not too long ago, and you're no longer supporting the caucus. Which I, I want to know why. Why which is a big statement? It? It's a big statement, Scoo, because she knows better than anyone how exactly. much time is involved in this. I mean, this isn't yeah. like just showing up to meetings every other week, you know. 17 meetings a year right. I mean, there's there's a lot of work in the background <laughs> i put i put 30 hours of work a week in in july and august on two subcommittees right okay. and then and so not everyone can do that and i understand everyone kind of brings their different talents and time so then that is fine but to not support the caucus and it's not really about randy versus proof what exactly it's about Joe? the caucus system process right yep so you, you got to support the process. You got to support and, the system. And, and all I'm calling out on is I want those two aldermen who decide to sit out. I want to know why. Nancy, probably shouldn't be on as an alderman right now, but the caucus puts you there. And uh, more importantly with, with uh, Eileen is being a past president. If they want to come out and say, you know what, I don't support the process, I'm all for it. Yeah. If you don't support it, state it. Don't say I'm sitting it out because by saying you're sitting it out, you're basically saying you're supporting the other candidate and the, you don't support the process that got you to the ultimate volunteer position besides the mayor is alderman. And I want to hear why on those two. And I also want, and I'm throwing this out there too. I want to, no, I, I and also want the caucus and the, the executive committee to really consider after this is to re-interview those two because clearly if they sit on their, you know what, and sit out this election, they don't deserve to be on the council or representing the caucus because clearly they don't support the process. And they got there because of the caucus and now because it's not working their way, they don't want to do it. They should be 
re-interviewed and voted on. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to answer for themselves, right? But right. I, I think this is the, the kind of stuff that we don't want to happen, right? I mean, we want to encourage volunteers to coming through. And by we don't want to have this divisive kind of process or us versus them type thing. I mean, we're this process exists for all of us, right? And and who are the benefactors of that? I mean, it's just not the voters, right? I mean, it's, it is the voters, but look, look at our great city staff. They deserve the best in these positions, right? And so um, we do, we're do we doing that work to keep the government, the municipal government running as efficient as possible. We're not just kind of pulling names out of the hat and throwing darts on a board. You know, we're we're actually going out, vetting people, trying to recruit, you know, trying to talk to other past people that have been involved to, to camp, you know, to support why they should do it. And um, there's most it's multifaceted. Right. right? This is all and, this whole system is grassroots. Right. And, and and people don't understand. And, and if caucus isn't going to blow up much to Pete's hope, um, it, it's not going to blow up. <laughs> it, and, you know, I'm kidding, Pete, but it's not going to end. Maybe not. But what? But no, I, it won't end because the fallout is catastrophic, so to speak. How do you? What are you going to replace it with? And you can't just plug something. What is going to happen is there's going to be a trickle down, and you know we're going to have trouble getting volunteers now. We're going to, you know, you might start seeing more people on city staff leaving. Not saying they are, but. You know, there's a trickle down on all this. And um, well, why would know, that be? Why would that be? That would be because if a caucus candidate doesn't get elected in the mayoral position, which is which is a very important position. Right. Right. What's that relationship with the caucus and how are they going to take the work that we do all year to, to staff these? I mean, they could reject right. every candidate we put through. Right. And come up with their own candidates. And so what does that do to the whole system? Well, right. They might not be qualified. They're, they that one right. mayoral, the the mayor can't bet and do all of this work solo. They got other things to worry about working. There's a there's a huge time commitment to work right. with the city manager day to day, week to week. They can't they can't do this, and that's another right. reason why this process process exists. So if you if if she has favors, if he or she, whoever the the opposing candidate right. is. And they put these people in, then that's going to be a burden on the on how the government is run, right. the, the city staff involved in that, and and so one of the reasons we're able to attract great talent, because um, we don't let's face it, we don't pay the city staff at the top of market, right? They get fairly compensated, but they're not at the top of market. They do this because because one, the city that well run city, right? AAA bond. Um, there's the processes that are in place. Um, the, the, the right people are in the right positions to, to help drive forward the agendas at each at the committee's levels. And so it makes their jobs, um, you know, meaningful, right? right? They're not, and so, so I am afraid, I am afraid for the city staff, but I, I will say there is an urgency here to the caucus system and that's why, right? And I just right. explained why, what happens. And look, I mean, at the annual meeting, that vote of confidence, the only the only position that that was questioned was the mayoral was was Dr. Taft. Everyone else, the three school boards. <laughs> for the people I don't know what we're talking about, Joe, can you say what happened? 
So the, the annual meeting, right, is, is a way, it's basically a process to get the community involved, to come out, to see our candidates, and to vote to vote in support. And it's really like, it's the candidates that we've chosen, and it's you vote either yes, no, or abstain. Typically, you have 60 to 80, maybe 100 in any given year that come out. And by the way, this is a new process. This has only been in place for seven years before the annual meeting was just a come like a meet and greet and it's essentially the same thing. So, well, yeah, let me interrupt you there, Joe, because that's that's one of the things that really has kind of created this um, angst in the the whole process is when I was on the caucus, it was a meet and greet. There was no voting. So somewhere along the line, someone decided, I'm not accusing anyone, that decided that that we're on the caucus at the time, we need to start changing the bylaws. I, I think I've seen more changes to the bylaws in the last 20 years than the last 88. And now all of a sudden it's benefiting or trying to benefit certain people. So I think that's pretty ironic, but um, that slate has always been a meet and greet at the meeting not a vote. And just like you said, seven years ago, it was changed. And um, just kind of question who was running the caucus back then. And from a process perspective, it, it doesn't really make sense, right? Because because what it's not a primary. It's not like choose this candidate or that candidate. It's it's basically yes or no on our candidates. And then and then say you vote no. Then you have, you know, the you have a deadline to file your candidate. Um at December 12th to the 19th of this year, right? And so if we didn't, if if the November 9th meeting was a no, we have we have 30 days to run the process that we did for five months. Like well the, the other thing is the vote is not a, a binding vote though. You know, because it's that's not the community. The community vote is in April. So right off out of the gate, it's a wrong to even have it in there. And you guys should change it to make it back. There's not a vote. You can vote, but if people get the right people out there to say, no, it's not binding anyway. So why even have it in there? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know why we have two elections. I mean, it's not two elections, right? It's, it's not, not even, two, yeah, it's not two elections because the community doesn't get a chance at it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, maybe that's on the agenda further. For right now we have, we have plenty to do to back tack, right. And right. We, need, so, we need to show support for the caucus. We need to sh show support well, for well, Dr. Tack. Joe, you need volunteers, all right? Somebody's listening to this. Hey, man, I want to pitch in. What what can they do? Can is there an application? Is there a process that they can go through? What is it? Yeah, I, we we do, and uh, it's it's just as Hasku said. We need the nine each ward to knock on doors. Well, we need more than that. We need volunteers right. in the community. We need people that are you know in their country clubs, in their homeowners associations, condo associations. Um, you know, people that are you know in schools. I mean, it's it's important. It's very important. And we, you know, if everybody, you know, if we have an army of volunteer, 50 volunteers outside of the caucus and they, you know, they spread the word to 10 or 15 of their friends or neighbors, right. You start, you start to build a lot of support um, and the vote and that's what we need. And so the way to get involved is really, you know, contact through our website, through the caucus website, uh, reach out, there's emails there, there's phone numbers. Uh, I'm, you know, Happy to an application. Say, hey, you're interested in joining the caucus, or maybe they can change the the application and say, hey, I want to volunteer for the election. You know, and I think the best thing, and that's a great point, Pete. I think the best thing to change, you know, to change things or get get what you think is important is to volunteer. 
and to come forward and and be on the caucus, see the inner workings, um, you know, non-agenda, non-partisan, because it's it's really about the good work of the community and to support um, the government. But get involved, see firsthand what it's like, you know. And it's not the secret society, and there, you know, it's confidential from the standpoint of it, it's an HR process, right? And we can't we can't air out every single interview and and kind of what do, it's not fair to the candidates, it's not fair to the future candidates that are going to come forward. You know, it is. It's just like when you interview for a job. You know, they're not. You, you know, it's 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 confidential. You're not you're not airing out to to other prospective employers of you know what they did in their interview or whatnot. You know, it's 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 you're electing the forty three is my point. And so if you don't like it, come be one of the forty three. Yeah, and but I, I, again, I I would say Joe with the interview process, I I disagree with that. That um we need to know. I think we do need to know. I think I want to know why, what happened in the interview process, for my understanding, why Randy was chosen over proof. And yeah. I don't think it's anything to do with, um, you know, security or anything like that. Something happened in the interview process. And, and guess what? It's not private either, because there's 43 people there. And they're going to tell other people. And so, you know, especially with these, when it gets contested, and she's going to throw everything and everything at you guys. And the response is not negative, but hey, proof, you didn't interview well, and this is why. And that's what I think the people do need to know is, you know, because a lot of the majority of the community is like, yeah, I like her, I'm going to vote for her. Well, no, she's undermining the process. And this is why. Why we chose Randy? Because he interviewed better and he showed that he's going to be a better mayor than yeah. true. It's simple. I mean, all 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 candidates are asked the same exact questions. And that's that's intentional to be able to compare the answers across them. And Dr. Tack came out more qualified as evidenced by us voting him through. And I mean, I think I don't know what what else. And, and I know you disagree with this because I've heard it in other shows, but I don't know what more like it. There wasn't like, you know, what what are you looking for? Like a smoking gun? Like she said mm. this, she said that. I think I think it's more about like it's more about Dr. Tack. He was the best right. candidate. He answered uh the questions in a more articulate fashion. That's what that's the smoking gun I'm looking for that you guys gotta get out there is that he answered the questions better. That's and, and maybe that's simple. obvious because that we chose him. I mean, uh -huh. that people gotta trust the process, right? And that's that's what we're there to do. It's not just a select two or three of us making the decision. Yeah. It's 43. Right. And after the interviews, we go into deliberations and right. people voice, voice of their opinion. And some people <laughs> are, you know, it's not, it wasn't unanimous, right? It wasn't right. a unanimous vote. I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah. But it, the majority vote was for Dr. Tack. Right. But and, see, that's and, what and I'm talking about. Did, is... And just like other boards and positions and committees and, and elected positions, when I don't, when, when the candidate that, that you know goes on gets through that I don't vote for I you know I don't you know I live with the process it's right. the process the process works right and so and, and the rest of the room respects that and you have to respect that because that's the process you can't but, you can't have these tan these tantrums and say right. I, I didn't get I didn't get through this many times and I got like, I got a fair shake just this, like everyone else that. but I didn't well, like it <laughs> what's that. No, I got a fair shake like uh, everyone else that was interviewing, but I didn't like what the outcome was. So I'm going to take my, you know, and 
But that that's my point, um, Joe, is that you guys get just that communication out is that because it is, I mean, look at the past election. I mean, the mayor wins on the past mayor wins on like 3000 votes out of 16,000, whatever it might be. So there's a good overwhelming majority of people, unlike the three of us that understand the process and all that, that are going to vote the right way or whatever it is. But majority of them go, you know, I think she's a great person. And some may not know Randy and go, well, I don't know him, so I'm not voting. That's the wrong thing. That's where you guys come in and say, here's the process and, and why she wasn't chosen. And well, you know, just good. like the other guy, just like the other guy that's running for mayor too. And we will do that. And here's another one. You know, when when the questions came in terms of and the subject matter was, you know, financial and fiscally responsible and budget and specifics, Dr. Tack gave much better answers. And that's and that's his. I mean that that is one of the right. the, the top um, responsibilities of a mayor is to drive. I think that's what his, you guys need to bring out is that. Is, and we will. And we will. Yeah. Well, that's and part we, of what Joe has. Joe's the treasurer, first right. person from the caucus in two years to come on, and he's taking the arrows for this pent right. up sewer that's Scoo and Pete, and we're right. we're hitting them. By you coming on here and explaining what's what's going on, look, it's not a personal thing. It's you know, it's a business thing. You know, you're a volunteer busting your ass. All those meetings that you do, and you know, you, you do your best to pick the right person. You know what? When somebody doesn't get picked, it really determines how they were told or the communication to that person. Because if it's not done with respect, and I don't know if it was or it wasn't. Okay. Or why wasn't I picked for a third time? Whoever you know told them they're going to get pissed and they're going to go get their political army out and right. cause, cause a riot. And OP, by the way, yeah. I didn't get picked for the third time by three separate caucuses. So that common thread, obviously, it's not Joe and his group. It's there's an interviewing process breakdown three different times. Okay, that's the three issues that Peru, I know you're not listening, but in case you are listening, okay, you got three hills to overcome to to get my vote. Number one, going against the process that you benefited from, okay. Two, the uh, quarter mil, 300 grand, whatever it is. Okay, I know you guys say it's not political, but I'm sorry, if I'm vetting someone, I'm going to look that up, Okay. I'm like, huh, Kim Fox, Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> I don't think they're in Lake County, are they, Stu? They're not. But again, it's I think it's irrelevant until now. It's irrelevant okay. to me um when someone's running for business because I don't give a crap. I'm I'm looking at someone that is it's yeah, everyone's partisan. Everyone belongs to a party, but okay. when you're going through the caucus, you're let me finish. You're you're not really, and I don't really care. You're not vetting how much money you're donating to a political party. But now that she is running, opposing the caucus, to me, that's a big issue. That's and my that, point. that little lady that I saw at the last minute there with her, Susan Garrett, she's uh, a political congressman. Congress, she's still a congressman? No, no. Okay, done. she was, right? State yeah. senator or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. Senator, yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. So when Good I. Good one, too. I wouldn't know. All I know is when I brought up the donation, she came in like. Of course she did. 
Wonder Woman. Bing, bing. Word salad, please. All right, number three. <laughs> Bruce going to draft his female card. And Joe, I know you know this because I back when uh, Nancy <laughs> Novit was going for Alderman and she said she didn't prepare for the meeting. And that is like the classic interview question. And Jamie Moorhead got screwed. All things being equal, vote for the woman. Uh, I don't care. That was said. It wasn't by you, Joe. It was by the past president. And that little click of president, vice president, president, vice president click is a part of all this mess. But I digress, Scoo. Those three points, okay? Going no, the process, the political donations, and then, you know, number three, playing the female card. You figure, you answer that to me on the show, Pru, I'm good with you. Dr. Tack is nonpartisan. I'll leave it at that. And then in terms of the vice, the VP and P uh, president kind of relationship, I think it's important. It's nice in the sense that there's some continuity, right? And so the VP kind of understands the the inner workings of the caucus, the agenda, how to drive the 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 caucus year. And so, but every president gets to do kind of put their own personality or or spin on it, right? Um, but it, it always comes down to the same things that any president is going to do the caucus. And it's who's who's the best qualified, nonpartisan, try to get a cross-section of the community. Um, you know, you sh we shouldn't be picking someone just to pick somebody. I'm all about meritocracy and everyone in that room knows that. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, that's where you have to come down to it. And, and there will be times where, you know, maybe in the future, there'll be five female mayors in a row, right? Um, there's plenty of, there's 40% of the women on the caucus, 40% uh, of the caucus is women. The council before this was three of the eight were were women. It's not perfect. You, you guys never said it was going to be perfect. You're a bunch of volunteers trying to pitch in to help give alternatives to the mayor to pick for these positions that are elected, okay? And all the other things, okay? And when you got less than 20% of the population voting, you got a very small pie that you have to negotiate with. So my point is, how do we get more people to give a crap to come out and choose what these people that are going to affect their community, at least for the school board? If you got kids in 115, that's always a hot spot. Right. And that's a good point. And Pete, like I'm, I'm like you, I'm first generation Lake Forester, right? I got here in 2015 couple years before you right and so i didn't you know i i got involved in the process through a neighbor um i've went through i went in front of some boards and commissions and wonder how that whole process is done um so i had you know kind of firsthand experience and um when i was asked to volunteer um i i was willing to give my time and 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 efforts and i think i think that's what we have to kind of appeal to is everyone in the community this isn't a good old boys network it's not people that only have lived here for 30 plus years um or a good old people, girls network good, whatever good old persons network there you go um, um it's really about anyone that wants to come forward and someone whoever can display good sound you know kind of decision making ability uh in a nonpartisan manner um is 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 perfect I mean, and I think people just need to get involved. And it, there's other ways to get involved. You don't have to serve in the caucus. You can support the caucus. You can talk. You can tell them what you like, what you don't like. And in terms of 
Alderman Novit, I mean, look, she's the alderman now, right? And so let's not judge her on on how she got there, but let's let's judge her based on where she is now, right? And so sitting she, out. Can I judge her on that, Joe? Her her, her first critical Fair. Fair. contribution, and she's not uh you know, this isn't like an alderman that's been on there for a full term and all that. She she's uh taking the place of an alderman who felt she couldn't do the task and it was obvious because she wasn't qualified. She never served on a board of commission, but somehow she got pushed through the process. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh God, I can't handle this. So now we have a replacement, the same type of thing. So yeah, it's a big issue with her. You know, it, it, yeah, she is alderman now, but people need to question it because to sit out, I'm I, sorry, I'm going to harp on this. I think it's atrocious that our quote unquote leadership, um, two of the eight of them are sitting out because they don't have to um, support the process that got them there. I would say that's, that's fair. And that's fair. But you know, look, look, I mean, Dr. Tack, he was alderman. He never served on any board or commission and he did a fantastic job. Right. And, so and think- era era never served on any boards or commission. He's doing a good, good job. Yeah. There, there are the uniquenesses that, that, go through but the beauty and the purity of the caucus committee is that they're interviewed and interviewed the right way and move forward because they feel you know what even if someone's on a board or commission and uh, or for alderman one of the five key boards or commissions that for 88 years has always been one of the um, qualifications for alderman even if they don't serve on that but that their interview process is good you know that they're going to serve well, and those two weren't. I'm sorry, I don't. I wasn't there, but it's evident they're not. They didn't sustain their term, and I'll, I'll even point at mayors that bailed on their full term. They might have been served on boards and commissions also before they got to mayor, but then, you know, saying I can't complete my term because of business issues. I'm sorry, that's that's bad. That's that's bad form, and and particularly so. I, I it's just not ideal. It's not ideal, but yeah, you know, I don't think it's. Happens. I don't think it's. Yeah, life happens, but you know, that's the beauty of the process, and that's what I think you guys need to get out is that you know it's not a the caucus is a nonpartisan and non-gender. So to to sit on a deep. poll and and sit on a poll and say you know I got screwed because I was a woman. I think it's it's you guys have to get not only some other stuff out, which we talked about, but also the fact 40% of the people on the caucus are women and you still were voted out. So that, I mean, it's not about women. It's not about this. The caucus is about the best person. Now, the frailty of the caucus is maybe that sometimes you push someone forward that isn't qualified, but interviewed well, and you guys felt that. But that, that's fine too, but that's the beauty of the process. But to then come back and say it's gender related and I want to be the first female mayor, I can tell you every woman on that council that's been on there, their desire has been to be the first female mayor. And anyone wants to question that, I'll, I, everyone wants to be mayor that's on the council. Don't kid yourself that no one on that council doesn't want to be mayor because they've all said it in, you know. In, you know, private or whatever, boy, it'd be nice to be mayor. And th- that's the next step. So I-, I just think it's crazy. And the process that you guys got to stay with is and show that is that 
it's not about gender because that's what they're making it out to be is first female mayor in this and it's not yeah. I, I think it would be an issue if there were 43 people on the caucus that were all male maybe that was back in the 20s and all that but that ain't how it is now what joe's going to say they've been saying that and mucho kudos to you joe for coming on to you know to, yeah. deal, with, to deal with this and, and it is nice where you know what you can speak your mind and not worry about somebody's going to cancel you out all right if everybody gets along, something's wrong. You have to piss off somebody somewhere along in your life or, you know, you're not going to have any integrity. OK, so look, if you want to make a difference, you don't like lawn signs, go to the caucus website. We'll put the right here and fill out the application. It's a VPS application. What the hell does that stand for, Joe? Volunteer profile sheet. Sheet. OK. You fill oh, that shit. out and you check off the stuff that you're interested in. And when the need arises, hopefully they'll get a hold of you beforehand. They'll call you up to bring you in for an initial meeting and start the process. Right, Joe? That's correct. Okay. That's all you got to do. If, if you want questions, reach out to your ward chair on what certain positions are. You can go to the, uh, within our Lake Forest Caucus website or the City of Lake Forest website. You can see all of the boards and commissions. You can see from the Lake Forest Caucus what boards and commissions uh, positions are are coming up that need to be filled. And if you're interested in learning more about that position, you're certainly welcome to uh, reach out to the ward chair and, and learn more about it. And then and then ideally fill out a volunteer volunteer profile sheet to uh, to be part of the process. Yeah, Joe, you're doing a great job. Joe, Thank you, I appreciate that. And, and look, I wanted that, to come I on, you on the I'm, side and keep doing. I'm, you're doing. Great. I'm passionate about this stuff. I think. You know, I have four very young kids and I want I want the city to be better. Um, you know, it's it's a wonderful, wonderfully run city. And I want to continue that and give just give back any way I can. Right. And so right now it's the caucus and um, I'm very passionate about it. And so, I, you know, I think you guys have a great resource here for the community, um, not just for the caucus, but for all of our not for profit organizations in towns for, uh, you know, hope the city, you know, kind of the city, the city workings, all the kind of things that are going on, small business owners. I think yep. people really should, should ut utilize this resource and um, kind of reach out. And I hope your viewership will grow and um, know that I'll, I'll be watching in the future. And Joe, just again, I want to commend you because I've talked to you on the side. I've seen you other places and all Slinging that. And, beers. Uh, and the, the, the thing I want to point out is for you, Joe, is that um, like you said, you've been here since 2015. You're not a, you know, lifer and all that stuff, but you've taken the initiative to learn. And that's what everyone that volunteers, it's not about who you know and what you do. It's the willingness to learn how the process works to make it better. And Joe, I can tell, you know, the few times we talked in here, you've done that and it's, it's doable. You don't, it's not hard to do, but you educate yourself and ask questions and, you know, hopefully the caucus moving forward has more people like you and being on the exec committee um part of the interview process is starting to get educated more people on serving like that like you are so kudos to you thank you awesome. thank you pete and Bravo, one, final Joe. one final thing i'd be yeah. remiss if i didn't shout, give a shout out a shameless plug to the friends of lake forest parks and rec foundation um hope everyone enjoyed Do we know the, anybody over there 
You must have been on that or on that, aren't you? <laughs> I'm the treasurer of that of the foundation as well. So you guys doing a great job. Rick Amos. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Happy New All Year. Right, boys. Joe, happy Joe. New Year. Thank you. School, we should tell everybody have a great new year. Uh drink responsibly in your lazy boy chair. <laughs> will you make will you make it till midnight? Oh god. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I I struggle to let's put this way down. I don't go out anymore, so I feel like. <laughs> oh well, we thank all the listeners and viewers for 2022. Love us, hate us, just give us a comment. We got hope everyone had a great year. And 2023 can't wait. Bring on April. Scoo, great job. Peace. <laughs> Era. <laughs> the Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Make a memory of a lifetime with Shark Eye Outdoors out of Longboat Key, Florida. Experience their shark beach fishing, kayak tours, and fossil hunting. Go to SharkEyeOutdoors.com to schedule an outing now. Forest Bluff Real Estate Group serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Joseph Fetus, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parno. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Reverend Luke Back from the Church of the Holy Spirit. Matt A., Elizabeth C., Costa Lance Otto, RDM, John C., and then we have the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broadstop Kenosha, Captain Mike's Kenosha, Greentown Tavern, Waukegan, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. 